Welcome to Hakol Radio's Top 3 segment, where we discuss the top three news stories of the day. Hakol Radio, powered by the Muncie Mavasser and broadcasting live from Schlerko Studios in Muncie, New York. Number 1 Rocket alert sirens sounded early morning in Gaza border communities while negotiations take place in Egypt over a potential ceasefire hostage deal. On Tuesday, February 13th, Israel arrested Omar Fayed, a leader of the Hamas terrorist organization in the Jenin area of the West Bank, and two IDF personnel were wounded during the operation. A senior Palestinian terrorist was responsible for military infrastructure in the area, having been involved in a number of shooting attacks against the IDF and had planned to carry out additional attacks according to a joint statement by the Israeli security forces. Israel Border Police's special undercover unit, the Yamam, led the arrest raid operation alongside IDF reserve soldiers and intelligence from the Shin Bet Internal Security Agency. Amid growing international concern, over the IDF's plan to conquer the Gaza Strip's southernmost city of Rafah, Israel has drawn up an evacuation plan for civilians along the coast, according to a Tuesday, February 13th report. The Wall Street Journal reported that the plan envisions 15 sites containing 25,000 tents each across Gaza, running from the southern edge of the Gaza city down to Al-Mawasi area, north of Rafah. Israel has presented the plan to Egypt in recent days, the report said. An official in the Prime Minister's office told the Times of Israel that there are several plans under discussions, none of which have been approved yet. Rafa, which sits on the Gaza-Egypt border, is the target of the next IDF offensive, according to Israeli leaders. The U.S. and regional allies have warned of the humanitarian dangers of the IDF moving into the city, in which more than one million Gazan refugees are sheltering. Juliet Tuma a spokesperson for the UN's Palestinian Refugee Agency, the UNRWA, said on Tuesday, February 13th, that it had not been informed of any Israeli evacuation plan and was not a part of it. Furthermore, the United Nations declared that it will, quote, not be a party to any forced displacement of Palestinians currently living in Rafah. According to internal Israeli reports, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu reportedly believes that in the face of international pressure, Israel only has about one month left to complete its operation in Rafah. Their operation aimed at dismantling the Hamas terror group's remaining operation battalions in Gaza. According to a Channel 12 news report, the Prime Minister recently told the small war cabinet that the operation will need to be completed before the Muslim holy, holy month of Ramadan, which begins around March 10th. On Tuesday, February 13th, German Foreign Minister Annalena Baerbock voiced concerns about the looming offensive. She said Israel had the right to defend itself against terrorism, but this did not mean the expulsion of the population of Palestinians. The Canadian and British foreign ministers also expressed concern over a Rafa operation on Monday, February 12th. U.S. President Joe Biden is coming under growing domestic pressure to push Israel on a ceasefire in its war with Hamas. Now in its fifth month, though he and other U.S. officials have continued to stand behind Israel's right to defend itself in the wake of the terror group's devastating October 7th attack. A commander and two soldiers were killed fighting Hamas in the southern Gaza Strip on Monday, February 12th, the IDF sadly announced, as the war against the terror groups stretched into its 130th day. These deaths bring the number of soldiers killed in the nearly four-month ground offensive against Hamas to 232, Rahman al Number 2 U.S. President Joe Biden 
is facing increased scrutiny over his administration's providing health care administrative services to illegal migrants amid a worsening border crisis, potentially exacerbating long wait times for American veterans utilizing Department of Veterans Affairs, the VA facilities. In an interview with Fox News Digital, Senator Tommy Tuberville touted his recently introduced No VA Resources for Illegal Aliens Act, which he introduced alongside Representative Mike Bost, representative from Illinois, that would ban such action. One of the many problems he says are facing the country as a result of the border, quote, disaster taking place under President Joe Biden's watch. Tuberville lamented that the VA was already not able to provide care for all 19 million veterans living across the country and that the community systems he mentioned had helped reduce wait times until the border crisis began to get worse. The arrangement between the VA's Financial Services Center, the VAFSC, and Immigration and Customs Enforcement, ICE, to process claims for migrant medical care is a long-standing one that actually predates the Biden administration and was outlined in a 2020 memo during former President Donald Trump's administration. When an illegal migrant under ICE detention requires health care, they are typically treated on-site by medical professionals. However, if specialists or emergency care is required, they may be taken to an independent private provider. In such cases, ICE contracts with the VA's Financial Services Center to process reimbursements to those providers. According to a report from July, ICE has hundreds of letters of understanding in which ICE's Health Services Corps, the IHSC, will reimburse providers at Medicare rates. That uses the VAFSC's healthcare claims processing system, which a portal that allows providers to submit and view claims and access other resources. The VA told Fox News Digital in December that it had that it has had an interagency agreement with the IHSC since 2002 to provide processing, but it also noted that the department neither provides healthcare nor pays for it. Under the agreement with IHSC, ICE pays fees for the claims processing services rendered and covers disbursements made to pay for claims. However, the crisis at the border with record numbers of migrants crossing into the U.S. and needing medical care has likely worsened what one former Veterans Affairs advisor told Fox News Digital in December was a, quote, history of a backlog of medical claims which has resulted in veterans getting billed they shouldn't be getting and having dissatisfied community care providers who are not getting paid in a timely manner. Tuberville expressed hope that the bill could get some bipartisan support considering the election year and that a number of Democrats up for re-election are running close races. Tuberville went on to blast the Biden administration's selling of border wall materials purchased under the previous administration rather than using them as a barrier to deter border crossings. And he blasted Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, who narrowly survived an impeachment vote last week as a, quote, globalist who has no interest in walls or borders. Number three. Thousands of drivers for Uber, Lyft, and DoorDash are expected to go on strike across the U.S. on Wednesday, February 14th, as they seek fair pay. Justice for App Workers, a coalition representing more than 100,000 drivers, announced a strike last week. These drivers who work as independent contractors have accused the companies of offering unfair wages and taking the majority of their commissions. Coalition said in a news release that drivers should not have to worry about making ends meet and, quote, demand changes from Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, and all the app companies profiting off of our hard work. 
Uber, Lyft, and delivery drivers are, quote, tired of being mistreated by the app companies, the coalition wrote, and we're sick of working 80 hours a week just to make ends meet, being constantly scared for our safety and worrying about being deactivated with the click of a button. The demonstrations are scheduled about a week after Lyft said it would guarantee weekly earnings for drivers, a first for ride-sharing companies as it attempts to attract more drivers. We are constantly working to improve the driver experience, which is why just this month, we released a series of new offers and commitments aimed at increasing driver pay and transparency, Lyft said in a statement. Uber said only a minority of its drivers participate in strikes like this and that they rarely have an impact on business. The company CEO said last week on an earnings call with analysts that drivers in the U.S. earned about $33 per utilized hour in the fourth quarter. Last year, Uber drivers' monthly average gross earnings dropped 17.1%, while Lyft drivers rose 2.5%, according to Gridwise. Demonstrations are planned in Austin, Texas, Chicago, Illinois, Hartford, Connecticut, Newark, New Jersey, Miami, Florida, Orlando, Florida, Tampa, Florida, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, as well as Rhode Island. Thanks for tuning in to the Top 3 segment live on Hako Radio, and have a great day.